Hello and welcome back. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick and we're doing an ongoing series called The Promise from Jesus. The Promise is the greatest gift Jesus brought to us when he visited us here on planet Earth. That gift is the Holy Spirit. Before we get started, there's an email, thepromisefromjesus at gmail.com. It's for you to contact us with anything you'd like. And then if you want it kept uh, confidential, just say so. If you want it to be shared, we'll share it. The last time we were together, we were in uh, chapter 12 and we had finished it up. Today we're going to be starting chapter 13, and uh, beginning in verse 1. I just want to say thank you for coming back. Thank you for coming back if you're a return visitor. It's wonderful that you've done that. And if you're new, thank you for clicking on this video. I'm positive you'll get something out of it if you'll just stay in it and just open your heart, okay? And allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life because that's how it works. You know, we're just facilitators. That's all we are. But we, we pray that the Holy Spirit does the work and just really gets a hold with something new for you and fresh. So let's get started. Chapter 13 and verse 1. Jesus loves and cherishes his own on this earth. But before the Passover festival, he knew that his time had come to an end and that he would be departing from this earth to Father. Chapter 1 is just loaded with something very powerful. And that is, where Jesus says Jesus loves and cherishes his own on the earth. Now, why would that be written that way? Jesus loves and cherishes his own on planet earth. I want to share something with you that I had read just recently. It comes from uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, in verse 9. And here's what it says. Who has saved us? and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Jesus before the world began. That is intense. Just think about what was, bit, what was written here in 2 Timothy, all right? Just one, one more time. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace. Which was given us in Jesus our Messiah. Before the world began. This purpose and works, this holy calling was given us, right here, was given us before the earth began. And we were given this holy calling for God's purpose for his purpose here on planet earth before the earth began. 
and his grace, his purpose and grace. And grace is, is God's divine influence upon your life by his Holy Spirit, the promise. That is powerful. That is powerful. And so is it any wonder that it says Jesus loves and cherishes his own on the earth? Because, you know, if this holy calling was given to us, and it's nothing that we, did, we have done, it says not by our works, <laughs> you can't do anything. And if this was our Father's purpose and grace before the world, I can understand why Jesus said he loves and cherishes his own. That's you. That's you. That is an amazing thing. All there in chapter 13 in the very first beginning of, of, the, of the verse 1. Wow. And so it goes on and says, And before the Passover festival, he knew that his time had come to an end and that he would depart from this earth to father okay he knew that now this this moment was going to be one of those amazing moments that happens he's going to know exactly what's happening he's going to see it he's going to, he knows he knows because father gave him everything he's not only when he sent jesus here remember jesus came forth from father came to planet earth and when he came father gave him everything everything into his hand that means that he had all knowledge and wisdom as though he was father himself because he was if jesus came forth from father he is father just like the holy spirit came forth from father and is the holy spirit and it is father that's the three in one i hope you all can just really lock into that all right verse two now, did dinner having begun, the adversary, we know who that is, was put into the soul of Judah. Okay? Just think about the way that is written. Okay? Now, dinner having begun, the adversary was put into the soul of Judah. You know, the adversary didn't just come waltzing along and jump into Judah and say, I'm going to betray Jesus now, and I'm going to sell him out for 20 pieces of silver. No, it didn't happen that way. The adversary was put in to Judah for a purpose, God's purpose and grace. Okay? That's how it works. The adversary did not have authority to just walk along and jump into Judah and say, I'm, I'm, no, this whole thing went down as a, as a perfect plan from Father. So just as it says, it says, now dinner having begun, the adversary was put in. And if he was put in, he was put in by someone. And I'm telling you right now today, that was our Father for his purpose and grace. Think about it. Going on. Now, Simon, that was, that was Judah of Simon Iscariot, so that he would deliver him over. We knew that he was the betrayer. But Jesus knew, because Father had given all things into his hand, 
Also because he came forth from God and will go to God. When he goes back, he'll go back to Father and he will just merge with him and become one. He got up from the dinner table and laid aside his robe. Then he took a linen cloth and girded himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of the disciples. Then wiped them dry with the linen cloth which was girded. Think about what Jesus did there. I mean, he had this Passover feast with his disciples. And just, I mean, put the whole picture together. You know, the adversary was put into Judah. Judah got up from the table and departed. You know, he could no longer be a part of this. Now, at this point, darkness had come upon him. And now he was fulfilling a purpose. He was fulfilling God's grace in this entire, what was about to happen. And yet Jesus gets up from the meal he had with his disciples. And he, he lays his robe aside and he ties a linen around him. And fills a basin full of water. And he goes about now washing the feet of his disciples. This is Jesus doing this. This is our Father doing this. This is the Holy Spirit in human form doing this. Isn't that amazing? Can you, can you imagine what it would have been like to be there? And what, what would have happened, you know, when Jesus' hands touched your foot? And he took that water and began to wash your foot and then dry it with a linen. Uh, wow, that is just like, pfft. I know it is for me. I, I, I hope it is for you too. But th listen to this. Verse 6, Then he came to Simon Peter, and he said to him, Simon said to Jesus, okay, Lord, do you wash my feet? Like, you, you can't do this. You know, you are the Lord. You are the Messiah. You, no, Lord, you can't do that. And Jesus re replied and said, You do not understand what I am doing now, but afterwards you will know. Okay, I would have been all over that. You know, I would have said, What, Lord? What don't I understand? What, what am I going to know? I mean, that's just me. I would have just been like all over that. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet in this life. And I can see Peter doing that. You all know how Peter was. Jesus responded to him, If I do not wash you, you will have no fellowship with me. Did you hear what Jesus said to him? He said, If I do not wash you, you will have no fellowship with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, it is not necessary to be bathed, only to have the feet washed. You are completely free and innocent 
but not everyone. That is not what Peter was expecting to hear. And I think most people who read this or, or are part of this for the first time, they may not have expected to hear that or, or to say, why would Jesus say that? This is so huge. I want to go back over it. Please bear with me. So Peter says to him, you will never wash my feet in this life. You know, I mean, he just, he was, he was reverencing Jesus by saying that. He was saying, no, Lord, you are the Messiah. You, 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 let me wash your feet. And Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you will have no fellowship with me. What was Jesus saying when he said that? If I do not wash you, you will have no fellowship with me. What is that washing? What is that? Where does it come from? How does it happen? A lot of people have a lot of ideas about it. You know, they believe that if they're, if they're in the Word every day, the Word is washing them. They believe it's the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit breathes upon them, they are being washed. They believe that uh, it is something that uh, it's uh, like, a, like the ceremony of purification or what some people call baptism. What do you believe that it is? When Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you will have no fellowship with me. And then Peter, he says to him, okay then, if that's the way it is, I, listen Jesus, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus says to him, it's not necessary to be bathed now. You don't need a bath, Simon. Only to have the feet washed. Then he says, you are completely free and innocent, but not everyone. Okay, so what was Jesus saying? What was he saying when he said, just your feet, Simon? And then he says to him, you are completely free and innocent. Let's uh, rabbit trail for a second. You know how I'd love to do that. I would like to share something with you. All right? And this comes from, from two of the, the books in, in the Word of God. In the book of Revelations, or what is known as the Book of Life Revealed, as recorded by John, it was later changed to the Book of Revelations and the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John, which we know as the Gospel of John today. So in Revelations 21 and verse 6, it says this, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Revelations 21 and 6. He says, I will give unto them who is a thirst 
of the fountain of water of life, the waters of life, freely. Revelation 22 and 1 says this, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Revelations 22 and 1 again. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Revelations 22 and verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst come. And whomsoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Remember that it flows from the throne of our Father and from the Lamb, crystal clear. The waters of life. Now in John chapter 4 and verse 14, we covered this when we were there. Jesus said this was he was, as he was talking to the young lady uh, at Jacob's well, the Samaritan woman. He said to her, But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. And you remember... What she said to him, how can you give me this? I want this water, but how can you do it? You don't have a pot to get it. In John chapter 7 and verse 38 and 39. He that believes on me, as the scriptures had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Waters of life. Freely. But this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay, the living waters. It says here that he, he was speaking about the Holy Spirit. John 13 and 8, Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you will have no fellowship with me. That's where we are today. We're going to get back to that in just a moment. And the last one I want to share with you is in John 19, 34. We'll get to that as we approach the end. But one of the soldiers with a, uh, with a spear pierced his side. And forthwith came there out blood and water. Remember what it said in Revelations? That there was a crystal clear waters of life that proceeded from the throne of God and of the Lamb. That water that flowed out of Jesus' side that day when he was pierced was the same living water that flows from the throne of God. It's the same living water that will flow out of you. It will, will well up into you unto everlasting life. Is the same living water 
that Jesus was trying to get P Peter to just be still. Just be still, Peter, and let me do this. The same living waters that would well up into Peter and all of the disciples as he washed their feet. You know, water is, it was just a symbol. That's all it was. It's just like any of the parables Jesus told. This whole situation where Jesus, you know, girded himself with a linen, took up the basin, went and washed the feet of his disciples. Not only did it show that the Messiah is so humble and so gentle and so caring, and that not only was it an example to us that we should be servants to one another, because here Jesus is, is, I mean, he is our Father. He is the Holy Spirit. He is kneeling before his disciples. And there may have been other people in that room. We don't know. And he's washing their feet. He is serving them. But, but he says to them, what I am doing to you, you don't know at this moment, but you will know. And that's why Jesus turned to him in, in verse 12 and at the end of it. And he says to Peter, he says, you are completely free and innocent. Why? Like we read today, before the world began, you were called with a holy calling. A holy calling from our Father for his purpose and his grace. 2 Timothy 1.9, please go look it over, drill down on it with your favorite Bible verse and your favorite study tools. Let it become a part of your life by the Holy Spirit. Just like this, that there is a, a, a crystal clear river of life flowing from the, the, the throne of our Father and from the Lamb, is what it says. And it makes us completely free and innocent. It makes us completely free and innocent. You know, when that water of life flows over you that is, is coming straight from the throne of our Father, and you receive it in a number of ways, it makes you completely free. You are no longer under bondage. You are no longer under condemnation. You are no longer under guilt. You are no longer whatever you think you are that makes you feel like you are a shameful person. You are no longer that. You are completely free and innocent. Why? Because you are a child of God. And he has washed you with the rivers of life. And he has allowed that river of life to well up inside of you. And just it'll, it'll carry you right on to eternal life as he told the Samaritan woman. It is a powerful, powerful teaching. Jesus was, was presenting this to his disciples. And, you know, they didn't all get it. And, and you know why? Because it just wasn't the time. But the Holy Spirit caused them to understand what was happening. Pretty amazing stuff, I know. I rabbit trailed a little bit. Thank you for letting me do that.
So let's continue here. Verse 11, for he knew he would be handed over because this he said, not everyone is innocent. So when he made that final statement that you are completely and free, not everyone, it's because Jesus knew, verse 11, that he would be handed over. That's why he said, but not everyone. Why? Because the adversary was put in to Simon, to, to, to Judah of, of Simon Iscariot. That he would fulfill his purpose. And he couldn't do it unless it was with the grace of God, the Holy Spirit, moving him in those directions. Verse 12. Now when he had washed their feet and took up his robe, he sat down again and said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me Lord, you call me teacher, and truly spoken, for I am. If I, the teacher, and the Lord wash your feet, then you also must wash each other's feet. For I entrust to you an example that as I do, so also you do. That's the purpose and grace of God, which is your holy calling. Jesus is saying, look, if I, Lord and Master, Messiah, Father, Holy Spirit, Savior, will do this for you, we should do it for each other. Now listen, there are many church organizations, religious groups that practice foot washing as part of their church. And there's nothing wrong with it. But you have to understand that the message here is just way bigger, way bigger than that. Yes, Jesus is wanting to get a message across to us that we are to be a servant to one another that we are to be a servant, a humble, gentle servant to one another. And by the way, remember what Jesus said when he said, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And it's that person who serves their brothers and sisters. Just lock into that. That's very important. Verse 15, Jesus said, For I entrust to you an example that as I do, so also you do. Now what makes this bigger than just the physical act of washing a foot? Is that we as the children of God, those who have this holy calling on their life before the world began, before the earth began, you have a purpose. That's what it says. You have a purpose. You, you, God has purposed you with, with the ability to be able to take forth this living water, okay, that flows from the throne of God and share it with people. Because how, how, how do I know that that is true? I'm going to tell you how I know. If you know that the Holy Spirit has indwelled your life, then that Holy Spirit 
is what's flowing from the throne of our Father. That Holy Spirit is what's welling up inside of you. And that's what he wants for us to share with other children of God. Okay? And yes, you can share it with anybody in the world. Why? Because you're going to encounter people in your life that are in complete bondage. In complete bondage. Man, they can't move. The world has them just so in bond. But you will have what's able to, to cause them to be completely free and innocent. It's a very powerful message. And Jesus wants us to do it as humbly and gently as he himself exampled that day. That would you, would you bow down before anyone, a stranger, take their feet and wash them. At the same time, presenting the living water into them. Wow, that is some powerful stuff. I'm going to stop right here for today, only because of a t just the time of, of this. We'll continue this the next time. You're going to want to come back because this even gets more intense as we go forward. So I am so glad that you came back today, and I am so glad if you're new that you're joining us. Please subscribe so you know when the next video comes out. Send your questions, send your thoughts, prayer requests, and we'll, we'll do our best to get back to you. Jesus loves you with all of his heart. And if he was here today, he would wash your feet. And when he was done, he would look at you and say this, you are completely free and innocent. That's it for today. Until next time, God bless. Bye-bye.